Hello, welcome to episode 12 of Builder vs. Buyer. I'm Adam Steiner. This is a podcast dedicated to bringing builders and buyers together through advice and education. Today, I have for you an absolute treat. Um, this was so fun to talk to this guy. Uh, it's John Ackley Jelinek, owner of Third Coast Design Co. We'll get into a little bit more in the interview, but I just wanted to say this guy is an awesome designer and even better human. So, um, hopefully you enjoy us chatting about the design process as much as I did. I'm breaking this into two parts. The first part being today, the next part will come out Tuesday. So be sure to tune back into that. We just got talking for a little while, wanted to break it into two episodes. So enjoy. Hey, welcome in. Thanks so much for being here today. I am here with my longtime buddy and really a mentor in this industry. Um, this is John Ackley Jelinek. He's helped me a ton with um, just being a great resource as far as starting my own firm and really, really helping me out. John runs his own firm, Third Coast Design Co. Um, he's kind of taken a half step back in recent years to focus on some more selective projects. He also took a government job up in Michigan. <laughs> um, so yeah, John, why don't you fill us in a little bit more about what you got going on, what you're doing? Yeah, man. I, I love the way you say that. I feel like I should lead in with like, I'm working for the man now. <laughs> um, yeah. So really have spent, um, and when it comes to design and houses, really almost 20 years on the design side of things, the last 10 being um, in a freelance capacity, as you said, Adam, as Third Coast Design Co. And just kind of carved out that niche initially with some select builders doing a lot of um, kind of semi-custom work. Um, back in the early 2010s. And then just had a great chance is, uh, frankly, I had this really fun project probably in like 07 that someone, as I like to say, took a chance on me. And it was a, it was a remodel project of a historic home in uh, the small downtown area of the city where I lived at the time in Valparaiso, Indiana. And that opened my eyes up to some just really cool stuff that wasn't the traditional um, new construction, semi-custom uh, work. And so I found probably for the last half of my 10 years as a freelance designer, kind of splitting my, my time between new construction, semi-custom, a little bit of custom work, and then also jumping into the remodel addition projects, which were um, typically just a ton of fun and really stretch some new muscles in there. And then just to wrap up, in the last two years, um, just through some reading, through social media, through just trying to educate myself, have really had my eyes opened up to kind of where building, what building science is, excuse me, um, mm -hmm. how it plays out in the homes that we occupy and the homes that we as designers design for people. Um, a killer part for me though, was there just not, was, there was not much traction in the, the market that I was in with the builders I was working with. And so that's what kind of set me up to take this half step back, look at um, actually relocating. So I was in Indiana, I'm now in West Michigan, um, family drew me this way as well, but no, it makes it fun because now that I'm in a place where I can just look at picking up select projects, um, I really intend to do that in a way which allows me to refocus more towards these projects that I find super interesting, um, focus with building science, performance, what it costs and, and to not just build a house, but to own and operate a house. So that's where my, my mind lies largely now. That's, that's awesome, John. Thanks for sharing. Um, so John and I talked about this a little in the last couple of weeks of um, just, I had this idea of letting um, clients and even builders under the hood of what we do as designers. Um, so really, really showing and exposing our, our thought process in 
our process, our deliverables, what we're really providing for the client, um, just get in our headspace a little bit. So this is like a round table, quote unquote, without a moderator. John and I are just going to go back and forth and kind of answer these questions for you. Um, so yeah, let's jump right in. Just overall 30,000 foot view, um, designing a custom home or semi-custom home for a client. Um, what are your steps in the process? What are, what are the kind of things you're saying that first meeting? Sure. Um, I'm actually going to start at the end because I think it helps set the framework for even when I say custom work. I typically was delivering my product to a, a small stable of builders that I was comfortable with and, and that my clients knew as well. And so there was really a, a limited scope of what I needed to produce in the final set of construction documents. You know, in the industry, what we'd often call just a builder's set of construction documents. So knowing yeah. that that was the end goal, um, you know, when I first would engage with a client, typically they would track me down and find me via social media or frankly, more often word of mouth. It's a good thing living in a small town, Indiana. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that first phone call, really just a few minutes kind of vetting some very initial things. Um, and I would as quickly as possible try to set up a second phone call. And that one for me was the true screening phone call, usually like 30 to 45 minutes long. Tell me about your project. Tell me about what you're trying to do. Do you have a builder? Do you not have a builder? From there, if it was a good fit both directions, um, I'd get a face-to-face -face meeting in, uh, on the books. Usually that would be out at a coffee shop, at my home office maybe. Um, and that was the bring your Pinterest boards, your house, whatever they call those things on house. Um, that's your photographs, your ideas, your sketches. And that's when we'd lay it all out on the paper, uh, or excuse me, lay it out on the table um, and get that information out there. Coming off of that, I would uh, hit the boards, if you want to say that, the virtual boards. I would start designing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a designer who I often can jump right into AutoCAD, my, the software that I'm using, and I would just start kind of piddling away there. Every once in a while, I'd start doing with some schematic bubble drawings um, just to help me get the lay of the land. Um, that would move through various uh, forms of revisions, uh, meeting face-to-face -face again with the clients as needed, and then going back to where this started from my point of view, um, the construction document phase. So that was me. What about you, Adam? Yeah, um, very similar, actually. So that first call, um, you know, you're figuring out intent and fit and all that. Um, and then I usually do uh, the schematic design side, like three, three revisions. I try and cap a set number of revisions so we're mm. not wasting each other's time really um and really try and get to a agreed agreed upon schematic um and then from there develop a set of construction docs bid set um john i think we live in a similar world in that the construction docs and bid set isn't isn't what you typically find as far as like a, a commercial job or a you know multi-million dollar custom architectural job where the, there's there's just a different level of details and things covered. We're, we're trusting our builder partners for some of that yep. detail and information. So um, yeah, and then from the construction docs, just there is some maintenance through the project, but that's usually sure. So that's the overall steps in the process. Um, going back to that, that first meeting, so the first substantial meeting, you've signed this, customer as a client, um, you are officially working with them. What kind of questions are you asking? What's, what, what are you trying to extract to really get the design on paper? Yeah. Um, you know, typically the, with the tools that we all have at our disposal now, be it 
hows, be it Pinterest, be it just straight up Google searches of, you know, house styles, people are coming to the, that first meeting with just a, a broad, um, typically are coming to me with just a broad depth of this is what we're looking at. I think going back to you and I working in largely uh, with the same clientele, it is few and far between where someone comes to the table and is like, the, it's, it's all up to you, Adam. It's all up to you, John. You know, yeah, I I agree. And so, I mean, those, those can be a lot of fun, but those can also be intimidating. And so as the, the client starts to, uh, going back to the typical process, unload these images, unload these lists that they have, um, questions that I like to come back to typically start actually with why I'm almost with everything. I just want to ask the, why do you want that? Why do you want that? Because I find more often than not, it's someone thinks they need something because they've either seen it at a friend's new home, or maybe they have it in their existing home, but the why behind it actually can lend itself to a, a different, maybe version of that or a way to marry several things that they thought they needed that were separate and can bring them together. Yeah. Um, I'm also, man, the builder clients would kick me under the table every time I used to meet uh, on behalf of them, or excuse me, with them, um, with a client at the table. I am a hardcore, smaller, small-ish house kind of guy. Um, so mm. I, would, I would not be afraid to ask the question, what can you do without? One of the things we frequently find, Adam, is we, we can put dreams on paper, and then when a price tag gets put to it, it immediately takes a client out of the running for that. And so having those initial questions of what can you do without? I hear you saying all those things in my head. I've done this long enough. That's a 4,000 square foot house. But with the dollars that you've told me you have, you can make a 2,200 square foot house work. So it's good to start with those questions I find. Um, so those are the two big ones. Why, yeah. why do you want that? What can you do without? Yeah, I would say I'm, um, I'm really, so I find people come with like two things. I totally agree. I see a lot of the Pinterest boards and house and stuff, but they really come with like two things. And one that's like the list, like the yeah. box checking they need to do. Yep. Uh, we need a home office because so-and-so works from home and we have two kids and we're planning on a third. And like, so that that's the beds and baths and all that configuration. That's important. But also that I usually find clients like have, like the reason they want to build and don't want to buy is because they have something they saw or really liked. Um, it's usually some pretty picture, some multi-million dollar home, but like, and, <laughs> so it's tough, but I really try and hone in on like, okay, what do you, like you're saying with the why, what do you like about this? Um, what drew you to this? And really like, I feel like whether that's an elevation or like the, the fireplace layout or the vaulting is perfect in the great room, you know, something sure. like that. I really try and focus my design efforts around that. Um, and then try and check the boxes as we go. So I'm trying to like, in that first meeting, I'm trying to really figure out, okay, like what, what is super important to you? What's going to cause you not to build if you don't get, Yeah. what can you live without? Like you were saying. Yep. That's, you always get that sideways look when you ask that and they're looking at you like, why are you asking me that? Like, this is my mm -hmm. dream house. And I'm like, man, we, I, one of the things I, I'm not sure about you, but I lead in frequently. Cause you look at all those images, all those Pinterest boards and lists and I sometimes say, I just get to play Dr. Frankenstein, like in this, this ideal world where you've got, you know, maybe this elevation that you like and this main floor plan from a different house. And then you like your parents home on the second floor, mash all those up. I'm like, all right, here we go. And 
you know, Dr. Frankenstein it is. So yeah. any more rare is the, the truly original um, uh, idea or thought that comes into this. Yeah. How often would you say people are bringing like floor plans to you? Of, we saw this online and we really liked it. Um, the majority uh, for new construction projects, I would say whether it's directly from the client or if it, a client was brought to me on behalf of a builder and they're also at the table, I would say off shooting off the cuff, probably 85 to 90% of the time they're coming with at least a main floor plan. Yeah, I'd say so too. I mean, and I feel like the other percentage is people that have drawn something themselves. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's exactly what it is. Yep. Which is also interesting in its own right. So that is where I cut it off for today. Be sure to tune back in on Tuesday for part two of our interview. Um, if you have any questions, comments, you can hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Burnham Design Co. B-I-R-N-A-M Design Co. Um, otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Andrew Michael Metter for the music. And yeah, check back on Tuesday.